0: This podcast is brought to you by Hanley's Clean Meals. Hanley's Clean Meals provide you with nutritionally balanced prepped meals that will aid you in all walks of life. Hanley's Clean Meals provide numerous inter-county teams with meals. For more information, visit their website, HanleysCleanMeals.ie or follow them on social media. This podcast is brought to you by Manly.ie, Ireland's pharmacy for men. Manly.ie is a dedicated space for men's health, wellness and grooming online. Access practical online and face-to-face advice, as well as in-depth product range tailored to support men's health in Ireland. Visit Manly.ie for more and you can follow them on social media. Delighted is now to be joined uh, by Craig Lynch, Danny Hughes and Danny Neville uh, to look ahead to the final round of action uh, in the National Football League this weekend where promotion and relegation uh, will be decided across the various divisions. Um, firstly, uh, Danny Hughes, coming to you first, um, obviously not a great weekend uh, for your own county, uh, last weekend they were relegated from um, Division 2 and you've had a few strong words in your um, Irish News column since I've seen.
1: Yeah, and I suppose I, f- I suppose the phone has been hopping all day today with a lot of people that that agree. Um, as yet, I haven't had anybody come through that disagrees. <laughs> um, but i say it's early, it's early in the day yet, I suppose. It's only 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock, sorry, so... Um, listen, there's plenty of time yet. And uh, listen, I'm sure the county board will, uh, or some of them in, in the county board, may feel totally aggrieved. But listen, I, I've been I've been banging this drum on and off for for ten year, up to ten years now. And uh, listen, it really is a shambles uh, at administrative level in our county. Things are not done properly. They're not done correctly. Um, You know, I suppose you'll see it tomorrow night. We have an under-20 championship uh, match tomorrow night. And um, from from everything, I believe that the players still haven't received any gear. You know, and when you're going out to, stripping out onto a field and and that the the opposition team are in the full regalia and we have nothing, um, it really is a shocking uh, indictment of, of, I suppose, how things are run here. And... Paul, listen, I'm I'm sure the odd guys maybe maybe they would have uh, um, come across this before. You know, in this day and age when when the funding is there by Croke Park, uh, when the blueprint for success is as easy put in as it's not put in. um, And yes, there is a bit of organisation to go into it, but there are full-time secondaries being paid here. um, And... Simply speaking, if this was a business, it would have been put out of business a long, long time ago. What the receivers would be coming in, the liquidators would be coming in, and they would be running the show. So I, I'm just sick to my teeth of it. Um, I think we've, with 27, 28 years now without an Ulster championship. Um, Calvin have have won one in the interim. Donegal have went on their run. Uh, Armagh their own. Um, and and at the end of the day, I was part of a down team for 12 years that that probably didn't didn't deliver uh, an Ulster title either, but, you know, whatever chances we had, you know, we were a very committed bunch, but this has been, you know, a lot of it's outside the players' control. It's not the players' fault that they're playing even at the minute, or the manager there said, it is the fact that there's nothing coming through year and year, there's no consistency, there's no structures, and at the end of the day, some of these players that are playing in this panel at the minute, they're losing the best days of their life, most successful days, and I only had a small window we had five six years of of playing at the top table but boy that made all the other six windows were where, where we were losing and we were in a bad we were in a bad way that made all that worthwhile and uh, i just fear that there's going to be generations of town players that aren't going to experience some of the things that i i was lucky enough to get at one time and uh, i think it's i think it's a shame on in and on, on them and it's a shame on our on what we have to put up with here
0: And Danny is the big problem there. I heard Marty Clark uh, just speaking about the issues in down football a couple of weeks ago uh, on the Irish Examiner podcast. And he was saying for their under 20s, they don't know where to train in week to week. There's no base. And then you look at the appointment of James in this year. I think that was the last inter-county appointment of all 32 counties uh, in the 2022 season.
1: 16, 16 weeks. Sixteen weeks, uh, and then they end up giving it to I suppose James, who didn't want it. So you know, reconcile that to the fact that that James has publicly said he didn't want the job, and they went to him in a man away and give him the job. When maybe there was other uh, candidates out there, I don't know, but certainly they had uh, thrown their oil, all, their eggs in one basket uh, vis-a-vis Jim McGinnis, and Jim McGinnis was never going to die, ever was Jim McGuinness. There was more chance. Of of Jim McGuinness going to lead them on the it was down and this is something that has happened. Um, there, there's something that has happened quite a bit um, with with uh, pulling in managers that have uh, that have maybe been successful in the past and stuff and, and, and down as usual um, uh, having this PR spin. But you know, I just I'm totally exasperated by by what has gone on and it's gone on for too long and there's too many enablers as well there. That are getting handy tickets given to them for the best games year in year out, um, and they're not going to put their put their head above the parapet either. Um, uh, they're uh, they're getting maybe the best All iron Ireland tickets, the hurling tickets, whatever they want, and they're not going to rock the boat with the with the people that are running the show down here, you know. So listen, there's a huge amount of work do- to be done. Um, it doesn't appear that anybody's willing to challenge it, but you know f- from the out, from the from my place i'm going to challenge it i'm going to continue to challenge it because I, I do think that as i said generations are going to be uh, are, are going to suffer do
0: you think it's up now to i suppose a lot of the past players to come out and call us uh, out
1: absolutely i would love to see more more than just me coming out um i've had them a couple of times in the past uh, obviously lucky enough to McCollum and, and and obviously opportunities like this on the radio so uh, I, I, can't, uh, I can't understand why any ex-players don't come out um, and, again, uh, back up everything that I've said. If it's said by one person in isolation, I, I don't think it, it carries enough weight. Uh, I think it needs to come from various different angles. And there needs to be that much pr- pressure put on them that they have no other choice but to, but to make a significant change, not change for the sake of it or to be looked to, to it. Um, nobody wants another... Uh, tribunal type uh, report to come out because it's a waste of time things need to change, the people that are in positions don't, you know they should be gone, they should, should uh, be out of that position and we need to put in the proper structures uh, the best model that we possibly can um, and, and look at, you know, 10 years down the line, uh, plan for 10 years time. Um, so that's, that's my view, um, hopefully there will be other people that will come out and back up what I'm saying um, but listen, who knows? I can't make that. I can't make that choice for people.
0: And Danny Neville, um, coming to you. You're obviously not involved with Limerick this year, and um, you're out in Abu Dhabi. But just the football scene out there in Abu Dhabi. Uh, what's it like out there?
2: I suppose it's a lot more competitive than what I had. I had imagined before I came out, um, I probably had in my head kind of a turn up at the weekend and kind of a five aside and a kick around, which was kind of all I had uh, in my mind to go and do them before I came over, but it turned out to be something totally different. Um, I suppose it's it's a lot of fellas my own age, maybe 20, in their late 20s, a lot of fellas who passed inter-county experience are very good club players that are all drawn into Excellent. It's nine a side, so you're playing in a in a rugby-sized pitch, nine a side. So, like with the, side, the amount of Irish that are over here and the uh, the quality of players that are here, it's it's nine a side. You're going to have very competitive games, which which we have had. Now it's been we're finished. We finished up with the championship last weekend because it's so hot. It's turning to forty degrees heat there today. So. Um, glad to get home to Ireland for and next week. Are in when we go on Saturday for two weeks. So uh, to take in a bit of the the cold air because the, the it's fairly dead over here at the moment. But yeah, no, uh, way more competitive than I'd imagined. And uh, yeah, really enjoyable. I suppose it the worry when you when you're leaving, even just J club, inter county, whatever it is. You kind of obviously that that competitiveness is in you to to play and do well whatever you're whatever you're doing with. So there is still like-minded fellas over here in Abu Dhabi that are driving the cause for everyone and taking it very, very seriously over here as well, which is good to scratch my own competitive itch um, over here as well.
0: Would you be seeing a lot more goals say, in the games over there now?
2: Yeah, yeah. Goals are, are a killer. Uh, so let's say we conceded... We were in the championship final last weekend that we conceded a goal from the, from the very throwing. So basically... If you lose the ball, then the, the other team. It's seven minutes a half, so the other team will hold the ball for the entirety of that half, just to just to hold on to it, and it's it's very hard to to gain the ball back without exerting a, an awful amount of energy. So a goal a goal is massive. We were lucky in the second half; we, we managed to get a couple of early goals ourselves and won it for a finish. But um, yeah, the I suppose possession football is vital over here with the heat. It's roll on, roll off subs, but uh, the heat the heat can be can get cruel at times.
0: Is that seven quarter? Seven minutes a quarter? Then is it...
2: No, no. Seven minutes. Seven minutes a half. Full game. Okay. So it's it's fairly frantic. You might have maybe, you might have maybe five games of a day if you got, if you win it if you got to the final. So you're talking maybe ah, just over an hour of football. But like it's it feels like it's it feels like you've been you've you've been hit by a bus by the end of the day usually. Yeah, Dehydration yeah. and
0: uh,
2: uh, <laughs> injuries. <laughs>
0: Definitely different conditions. Uh, uh, different
2: different conditions, yeah. It's, it's it's solid underfoot though, that's the only thing.
0: <laughs> and Craig, uh coming to you, like uh there's obviously a great buzz around Loud at the minute, but news there at the start of the week that Mickey Harris uh is going to stay on with Loud till uh twenty twenty five, it's looking like that, that that's surely a huge boost for the county.
3: Oh, it's a massive boost. Massive, massive. Boost. But to be honest, it's something I actually didn't think of. I just presumed he was staying because like it's touching on what Danny was saying there. There's a lot of since Mickey come in, there's a lot of work being done behind the scenes. And there's a lot of like-minded people brought in and they're moving, moving really, really progressively well. Stuff that I hadn't seen in a long time, if, if, if ever in loud. Something like, like it's just what the two boys are doing. And the people are throwing in behind them—they're all moving in the same direction. They're still in the very early stages, obviously, but um, from being around Darborough with my job and stuff, I see the stuff that's going on and talking to the players that's involved, and I seen a bit of it myself last year. It is really, really positive that the boys have decided to stay because I can imagine—I know not—I can imagine I know the likes of um, Gavin Daven is a, is a, would be a wanted man around the club scene and the intercounty scene. So to have them commit to the project. For, for a number of years is, is just fantastic. Isn't it?
0: Absolutely. And like what is it that they bring? I suppose you you, you weren't involved for too long with them, but from what you have seen with them, what impressed you most?
3: Um organization. Organisation. I called in the Darver yesterday from schools coaching there at lunchtime and the boys were training. I don't know whether they were training, maybe it was a gym session or something last night. But Gavin was there on the laptop going through footage of Wicklow versus numerous teams, you know what I mean? Like, I've never really seen that from a manager. So dedicated that he would be there all day, every day, going through videos, planning sessions. New arrived sessions. The session's already laid out, and he is talking to players as they come in. There is um, they've, they've put rooms, certain rooms in Darbalick, so they've upgraded the physio rooms, they've upgraded the dressing rooms. They've basically branded all the walls in there. Like when you went to Darv for the last number of years, they were just blue walls. Now there's pictures of, of former Loud captains, six seven foot tall on the wall, and it's it's just it's, it's huge buzz around the place, and uh, it's a fantastic place to be
1: involved in.
0: Absolutely. Well, we we'll get more into Loud and everything as we go on to look um, at Division Three, but. On today's podcast, we'll mainly be looking at the games um, that are up for grabs uh, this weekend. Um, I suppose looking at the first, Division 1st, first, um, it's, it's going to be really interesting this weekend. Um, Kerry are in the league final and it'll either be Mayo or Irma um, mm. that will join them and then um, I think Killeur still have a slight chance but it'll be like America really for them to get to the league final and then the other five teams um are all in that battle uh for survival. Um Danny, M- Mayo like um it's it's been an interesting one with their starting 15 and everything, but they named their 26 again today and no Killian O'Connor in it. Like it's it's surely looking more doubtful now that Killian O'Connor probably isn't going to feature against go in the first round of the Connors Championship.
1: Yeah, and I suppose given the experience um, that Mayo went through in this last, I suppose, 12 to 18 months, they sort of got used to playing without Killian O'Connor, so they can take their time to a certain degree with him, uh, with his rehab. Um, And there's no point in pushing it at this stage when you think about Mayo and you think about what they've achieved for the best part of a decade and how close they've been. Uh, you would have to think that Kylian O'Connor coming in uh, will be a big, big boost to him. But only on the proviso that he's fit. If you rush him back, if you didn't have the lights of Ryan O'Donoghue uh, and Conway and, and some of the other players that are coming in there, they're doing extremely well. I would still say Mayo are obviously one of the top teams in the country. They'll not be far away. And... As Aiden O'Shea has been in and out of the team as well, which is a bit of a sea change for Mayo. There's less reliance on him. What do you make of him at six? Um, I don't like Aiden O'Shea anywhere else other than full forward. And you know, I suppose I've been. Um, I think he's he's a serious serious asset for them. Uh, I he's come under huge amount of criticism. I think over the years. Uh, a lot of it unfair, to be to be honest, in my opinion. I think he has carried them through huge championship games. Yes, while the All-Iron final record in terms of scoring hasn't been good, he has still been a big, big player for Mayo for for the best part of a decade. So, he's... he's um, He's kind of a, a Marmite. It, it appears that he's a bit of a Marmite character within the media and within Mayo. But I still think he's been one of their top top players, and, and I, I would like to see him given where his career is, the age that he is on. Now I would like to see him at full forward for the next couple of years, and 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 see if does he bring anything different alongside Ryan O'Donoghue in there. I think he can do he can do damage. Them to both can do damage, and if Killian Connor comes back. There's plenty of eyes left on him. So, um, Mayo, uh, if he's not ready for Galway, I still think Mayo will have enough for Galway. But uh, Galway, the fact that Galway look like they're going to get promoted, they have done well to get back into the first division. Uh, obviously, they've seen Walsh there, uh, who's, who's one of the best there is about. So, listen, we'll see how defensively Galway, you know, um, but that's going to
0: be against Terry. <laughs> that's
1: that's that's going to be that's going to be the qu- big question mark always around this Galway team is their defense. We all know how good they are from midfield on up, but it's, it's their defense is their their Achilles heel, Paul. So we'll not get too carried away in, in <laughs> second division because we know that they should have been coming out of the second division anyway. So, um I'll give credit where credit's due. He's done. They've done what they've needed to do to get out of the second division, and and you know Joyce deserves the credit for that. So listen, um, but but, but Arma's a bit of a different challenge, and uh, we'll see how they react to last week getting beat by Kerry. But Armagh's going to be serious contenders this year. Um, and the fact that they're there or they're about close to a uh national league final, I think they want to go and win that game, and they won an next the game against Kerry. So, um, I think I think Arma. Might have a wee bit of uh, bit between their teeth for that game, and, and I, I fancy them to beat me to come through that game.
0: Danny, Neville, like just here. You're looking like um, Mayo of such an early game in Connacht against Galway. Will they want this league final? And like Irma, obviously facing Donegal as well this weekend, and they're going to be beaten in the quarter final in the Ulster Championship. So like. It's hard to know, do both of these teams want the league final or will they be content finishing off the league?
2: Yeah, I think the only team that I can see that are really, really good for this is Kerry, to be honest. Out of all the teams that are that might get through to the final or, or not, it's just the way Kerry have approached this, I can't see him being beaten in a league final. I can't see him being beaten in... They won't be beaten in Munster. I can't see them being beaten in a, like in a in an Ireland semi-final or, or whatever far they get. I there's just a different there's a different feeling about how they've approached this year, which has been they set they set it down from the from the McGrath Cup like the very first, the very first night they went out, like like I was they played Limerick in the first game and I saw the, the squads and I was like the, Limerick had a very experimental side out. Like a lot of young lads hadn't really any intercounty experience and I saw the Kerry team coming through and I was like oh, I was just praying that that wasn't the, the team that they were actually going to play. Um the likes of they both Cliffords, Paul Ganey, just they had a full killing plan, full full house, which they would never have done in a long, long time in a McGrath Cup. They were, always would have would have eased their way in but Jack O'Connor since I suppose since he came back and has, since the championship is, is so is so close. He doesn't seem to be taking it the foot off the gas in relation to that. So did they absolutely they steamroll Limerick, steamrolled Cork. Um and they've just kind of they've been working their way through the league. So with regards to them, I, I just think whoever they meet, I think Kerry are the only ones that are really going to going to really drive for the for the league final, whether it's Armagh or, or Mayo. I think they'll be the only one that'll be hundred percent going to, to, to win it, in my opinion.
0: And Craig, like who who do you see joining Kerry in this league final? Um I
3: think Mayo, I just think the experience of mayo, and I'll be shocked for saying it. Um but I just I think it's a really difficult place to go Donegal and try and get a result off them. Um, as Danny said there, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle getting beaten last weekend um, in the circumstances that they did get beat. Uh, I just think Mayo will have too much for Kildare and then it's a really sticky fixture for Donegal Armagh one. But um, they're the parents I'd be looking out for. But Kerry are just so good. They're just so good. And Tyrone are... Tyrone are in big trouble, I think. I think Tyrone are in a position now that that the all Champions could be relegated. You know, I think I don't see them getting a result down at Fitzgerald Stadium. And I think they could end up going down on, on point difference. I think Donegal might get a point or even a victory against Armagh. And then it could come down to Kildare or Tyrone on score difference. And I think Tyrone could be in trouble. It's not a nice place to go, Kerry.
0: Craig, on um, Darren McCurry's comments about Mickey Haight, was that surprising when you heard it?
3: No, I think through the media, I think and Twitter and stuff, you did hear um, rumours for the past number of years that maybe Mickey's time was coming to an end. And um, the same, the same as everything in, in every sport, um, there's a shelf life, and everything people do. So, um, I don't think Darren was getting a whole pile of football under Mickey, and he was he was kind of like the super sub, they were bringing him on, and I don't think he was too happy with it. So, naturally enough, any player that's not getting his football is going to be thinking. Or well, the manager doesn't like me, or either he goes or I go kind of scenario. So I wasn't shocked to hear it. Um, and obviously Mickey had a style of play. You know what I mean? He is big man inside. He, 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 the ball was running in. Was lads coming from deep. Um, didn't necessarily suit the way Darren plays his football. But the way Fergal Logan and the boys play now, he seems to be starting every game. He seems to be certain that he's going to start every game. And look, he's scoring so. Um, no, I wasn't shocked at all. Now that he came out and said what he did, I thought, I thought, did he need to come out and kind of draw attention to it?" I don't know. That's I don't know what went done behind the scenes there, but um, I don't know whether I would have come out and, and kind of ran down my relationship with a manager
1: that's brought multiple All-Irelands to my county. See the but thing, I, said, I wasn't behind the scenes. See the thing, about Craig, I to be honest with you, Paul, on the same subject. I wasn't surprised. The nature of that podcast, though, it's very, it's very uh, invitational to, 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 to make those comments, right? I would say that, and that's not a bad thing. I think, you know, we're we've all uh, we've all heard a similar type of PC kind of stuff, um, over the years where players are talking about great, and maybe that's that's not their their true feelings. I think in McCurry's situation, I think that. The proof of the pudding, I would always say, is in in Eden. And the question is, would would Mickey Hart have won uh, an All Ireland with thrown last year? And I don't believe that that particular management team would have, because there was a staleness to it. And I think that there are certain players that got the opportunity to play last year, and McCurry was one of them. He was, you know, yes, he wasn't, he didn't get play of the year, but he was certainly. Without him, they wouldn't have won an All-Ireland. You know, his performances were fantastic. Um, and you look at some of the players that, that came in and had an opportunity that, that hadn't previously. So there was a freshness to that squad. Um, there was a freshness to the team. Um, and there was there was a huge bounce. And I think even Logan and Doohr were surprised uh, maybe in their first year to win an All-Ireland title. Um, so you would, you would have to say that maybe some of the players in the wider panel, we're surprised as well, and thus why six or seven or eight of them have decided. You know what? That's enough for me. Um, I'm not going to go any further. So I would say that the fact that a lot of boys have walked away and retired, um, late in their twenties, maybe going on thirty, which isn't, um, which isn't, you know, they're not over the hill at that stage. So you know, they've decided to walk away. And say right, you know what? That's I've got my all-iron medal in my back pocket and, and I want to do something else in my life. So I would even say that they were quite surprised that they turned around and, and won it so early in the tenure of a new management team. So you would have to say that McCurry, you know, his his opinion has to be respected.
0: Yeah, no, it's great to see. I think we're all fed up of hearing the usual answers, which um, not something we often hear. And on the subject of Tyrone, since we're speaking about it, Danny Neville like they have to really try and go and get a result against Kerry this weekend because the winners of Dublin and Monaghan if results go their way they'll be safe and Tyrone are just sixth above that relegation spot at the minute and like Kerry being in the league final already you'd expect them to probably mix and match yeah um,
2: Yeah. it's just such a tough place to go though I uh, like Craig said, I just, I can't see them. I can't see them coming out of Fitzgerald Park with a with a, with a a win. Um, Kerry, I know they're through to the final, but whether they, I know they'll mix and match, but them, them lads that they have coming off the bench, they're, they're Jack Savages, they're the Amber O'Connor's, them fellas, I don't know whether Clifford will start or not. Them sort of fellas are just absolutely bouncing off the ground. Tony, Brosnan, they're, they're fellas you see. I go and see a lot of club games in in Kerry when I'm at home, and there's there's so much of that talent floating around Kerry that you don't they don't even you don't even see half the time from the likes of the Croaks and Clarely Legion. Um, it's amazing. They just they're they're floating around that Kerry panel for the last couple of years, and I suppose they're just taking it all in. And if they get their 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 go to show their form below in in Kerry on Sunday, I can't see it. Been any easier for Tyrone than if the likes of a a Paddy Clifford or a David Clifford was starting to be to be quite honest, and I think they'll struggle big time to come out of there with a result, just with the way they've been playing so far in the league.
0: Do you think that all Ireland semi-final, like everything that happened with COVID, could be a bit on Kerry's minds this weekend?
2: I don't think so. I don't think it needs to be because they don't need to really get involved in that sort of motivation. In my opinion, they're just—I think—they're going to be better than them on the day on the pitch. With just with the panel of players they have and with the way they've been they've been powering, powering along in the league and and in the pre-season tournament so far so i don't think they need to be dragged into that sort of a mental mind game just kind of stay stay out of it and their football I, I would imagine will do do them justice on the day
0: a key game we talked about as well um it's the main attraction really this weekend uh craig it's the televised game on uh, Sunday, all these games obviously on at uh 145. Dublin Monaghan, um Monaghan's been such an up and down league, but it goes back to last year when they looked dead and buried against Galway and came back and won that relegation playoff. And they're one of these sides who there's always a big performance in and like Dublin have rediscovered that form um in their recent games as well. So it makes it really intriguing.
3: Yes. It, 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 like the National League is just—it's just incredible, you know. I absolutely love the National League. The only thing I don't like about the National League is the goddamn weather the lads have to play in for certain parts of it. But like Dublin Monaghan in Clonus, win or take all, you know. Like Monaghan are well, well experienced in in these dogfights and in Clonus, um, they've always given the Dubs a tough time with it. Um yeah, the Dubs come back with a couple of victories there recently. They're not. There's not firing in all cylinders either. Naturally enough, we'll say Dublin are going to win. But I'd be doing Monaghan a disservice and some of the players they have by just completely writing them off. Um, if I was a if I was a man, I'd be saying Dublin. But you just can't rule Monaghan out. we many times we've seen them over the years pull it out of the bag, so it's going to be really, really interesting. We like with Monaghan and everything we've seen.
0: Begging was obviously playing a lot further up, and from being in that goalkeeping role, I'm surprised that Monaghan have kind of put a bit of caution with Begging because he did, like that flykeeper role he was playing, like it, it was huge for Monaghan, like it gave them a massive platform.
3: Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of criticism for that carry game, and I, I said it where did I say it? I actually said it on, on my YouTube page, I was saying about. It was a necessary criticism because he has won more games for Monaghan doing what he's doing than he has lost. Um but once again when you're when you're when you're taking them risks out the field, it, you're you're so heavy reliant on on so many moving parts. And I see a lot of goalkeepers now, especially this year, that they kind of just go gung ho without putting any thought process in it. They just see their team travelling and advancing in the pitch with the ball and maybe I'll just wander out with them. To me, it's the case of can you create an overlap? Can you get into an open space where you can compromise the defender, whether either has to mark you or leave an outfielder player
2: free? Um, so- do you think it's actually there's there's a thought process from the management there, Craig? Uh, it, it seems to me I like I know it it just seems to be one manager following on from another. I don't know is it, I don't know is there a whole pile of thought going into it from even a manager's point of view with how they're or maybe they're not seeing the the player. Their goal is to do that. It's just. It seems a bit of kind of lazy. Yeah, maybe to me,
3: my experience of it, like I've probably been on both sides of it, where I was encouraged to do it hmm. by a team that were were happy for me. They would have rather have me on the outside and the overlap carrying the ball, mm-hmm. and then I would have been part of um, a team where they did not. The manager clearly said he did not want me to be doing that. Yeah, and you know, also it comes down to are people comfortable with the goalkeeper doing this? Because as you know, once the goalkeeper comes under a bit of pressure on the ball, you mm. can hear it in the crowd.
1: Mm.
3: You know, you can hear the opposition team saying, press him, press him, press him. And if that strikes panic around your team and your team aren't comfortable, yeah. well then to me, I wouldn't be doing it. You know, but Monaghan have done it and, and own have done it so well, where the two boys and the teammates are so comfortable with them doing that. And to be fair to the two boys, they seem to always pick the right time to do it. You know, Absolutely, where you see yeah, just, other goalkeepers now. Just, yeah, just, just doing it. Was it the Kildare the goalie? Main,
2: yeah. I think it was, it was the Kildare goalie. I just saw him there in one of the matches. I was just like, I was just watching him just soloing out the ball. And I was just, there was no, it didn't seem, there was no, there was no thought process behind what he was doing. He was just going. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't understand. There was definitely no thought from his point of view, in my opinion, quite looking at it, that he didn't really understand what he was actually supposed to be doing in that situation. Like, Yeah,
3: yeah. you have to create that overlap. You have to see the 2v3s or the 2v1 hmm. scenarios where you are useful to people. You're advancing the ball on. And otherwise, like, are, are you just that extra bear just travelling down the field for the sake, yeah. travelling down the field? And and it has to come down to that you have to be a smart goalkeeper. You have to be, you have to be a really skillful goalkeeper, a confident goalkeeper. And then, you're hugely reliant on the players around you because when Beggin are caught out against Kerry, to me, it looked like Kerry were waiting for this opportunity. They left the one-on-one inside and the pass actually within Clifford, it wasn't a nice pass. It was like, get it in there as quickly as we possibly can because we have a chance to score a goal. Now, the issue with that for me was, why did the person give the ball to Rory Beggin? Rory was standing flat, he annoyed what was happening behind them it was a poor pass and to me it was the person that gave them the ball Rory should never have been given the ball in that situation but Kerry had done the homework and they had caught them out and they seemed to kind of catch Arm out a wee bit the weekend too
2: yeah
0: Danny Craig talks there about the love of the National Football League and I, I think we can all say here that it's such a great competition when we look at all the different permutations um, this weekend Obviously, you're now in Limerick this year, but with them, you've been with them for years. Was was there a serious enjoyment there for you out of the National League as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Every year, like there was never really any talk of of championship in Limerick f- since I've been playing really. It's been all, all league. That's your bread and butter because it's just you're playing against teams that are at, obviously at a similar level for you. Um, you're competitive in in all the games, especially in the last couple of years. I suppose since Billy has kind of turned turned the tide. Um, so like enjoyable for the first couple of years I played with Limerick. I don't know that we we hardly won a game at all. Let's say uh, between league and championship in division, we got relegated from division three, barely won a couple of games in division four. I'd say my second year, and that was a kind of a, a platform that was going for a couple of years, but. Then when it turns around and you're at the opposite side of it, it's the, the league is brilliant because you're you're bouncing games every week. You're not getting flogged the training during the week. You're bouncing away. You're when you're winning, there's there's no fear. Everyone's there's no injuries. There's no you're bouncing onto the next game, and it's it's actually it's brilliant. And so sure, you can see it by the the games that have been gone on so far and the games that are left for us in the last in the last round. The games how how tight the whole thing is from like the top of the middle of division. The middle of Division Two to the bottom of Division Three, there's nothing between those teams. Probably the the top of Division Two to the top of Division One, very little between those teams, and then the same with Division Three and Four. So that's where that's the way that's the way it is. Like that's the way it should be. It should be laid out, and and you can see how competitive the whole thing is when when you're playing teams of a similar similar level to yourself every week.
0: Do you think we should have had this league kind of? Brought into the championship format, there was a lot of talk there before, and it's obviously just gone with the Talton Cup now.
2: Yeah, um, I, pro- I probably didn't have a huge opinion on it because I don't know what the right answer is. To be honest, um, I genuinely think it's it's a really hard one to to call. I don't know what Craig's opinion is, but I just I, it's just very hard. To, I think it'll be very hard to get it right in an overall to make sure that everyone is catered for. And to be sure that no, no team or players get lost along the way between Sam Maguire and, and the Telton Cup. I don't know what, what you reckon of it, Craig. Of yeah, everything?
3: it'd be very similar to yourself. I didn't really have much of an opinion. Very similar to yourself because I didn't have the right answer. I've spoken yeah. about it a million times. Um, look, the only the only worry I have with it is is take the, the Sigerson Cup and the Trench Cup. This year, like it's, it was a case of you don't want levels to form where one competition is deemed more important than the other mm-hmm. and gets more airtime than the That's the only fear I would have for it. I like the whole levels and it's it's a level playing field. I just don't like potentially creating a bigger divide yeah. between these. Absolutely, worried about
2: fear. Um, like you you'd, you'd hope, and I know it wasn't. It's not going to be the case this year. I don't think that it's played on the same day as the All-Ireland Final. I, it's not, I don't think it's. No, it. not this year, no. Yeah. It's just a pity because that's that's that would be just prime actually taken, even if it wasn't on in Croke Park on the same day. If it was just on in the same day, I know it would be very hard to get four counties into for, a, for an All-Ireland Final day in the Croke Park, but if they could just have it on Croke, uh, All-Ireland Final day, Talton Cup, and really, really push it because... Otherwise I can just I can really see that causing issues for for counties that aren't aren't making it, especially if you've lads going to going to America when things open up again, like that hasn't been a, really an issue for the last couple of years, but going for on J ones and going playing football abroad or just taking the taking the summer off and, and counties not really putting in the same effort that they would have been if it was in the Sam Maguire or in the league earlier on the year. So it, it it really could it could go pear shaped very quickly if the, the thought process isn't put into it and if the they really don't push it from a from a Talton Cup point of view as well.
0: Just actually when we're on the Talton Cup, we may as well just go just talk about your own two counties. Like they're in a huge position this weekend of gaining promotion, but if they're to go up, that means they won't be in the Talton Cup, like is is that a fear, in one sense? Because, like, if you're looking at the uh, Blencer saying Craig, like you, you do probably have this year Dublin and Kildare, who probably are two standout teams.
3: Yeah, look, it's it's not a fear as such, because part of this, I not even part of this discussion. I would have had was some of my best times playing championship football. Now, bear in mind, in the last ten or twelve years, well, maybe not 12 years, because the. the allowed team back in 2010, 11 and 12 were quite good and then they were up at the higher level and competing there but probably my team from then on we were never really going to win we weren't going to win a huge amount of games in championship competition but for me geez, I absolutely loved and I cherished now I haven't won too many of them but I, I cherished moments of going to um, Park Talton or, or Parnell Park playing against Mead do you know what I mean and there's a couple of, couple of thousand people there on a the summer's day and it's absolutely electric you know, I, I always even say, like, great story of what I had was Colin Nally was doing the, the Mead coach now. He was my goalkeeping coach at the time. We were playing Mead in Harland Park. It was absolutely roasting. But I went out to do the warm-up. I mean, I couldn't move my legs. There were so many, so many Loud Mead fans there. I was getting from behind the goals, called every name under the sun. And for about five minutes, I actually couldn't, couldn't move my legs. I couldn't go through cones. I couldn't go through hurdles. You know, and that is excitement and energy and anxiety that I haven't found since, you know, and if you were to take them moments away from me and no disrespect to any counties that they've I don't think you're going to get that second unless you put yourself in against the big teams, you know, like, so I would never fear going and playing these type of higher level teams in Championship because there's no expectation on you. You get to just go out and play and experience these wonderful GA settings that you do. not every player gets.
2: And they're the teams that are should Load or Limerick be promoted this weekend. They're the teams that are going to be playing in the league next year anyway, so they're going to be having to to get up to that sort of a level, which are maybe a, possibly a, a Tyrone or a Monaghan or a whoever next year in the in Division Two. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's a fear there. That would I could geez, imagine playing in a in a Sam Maguire for with a Limerick versus whoever a Tyrone or a, a someone like that. You you couldn't imagine the same buzz being there. For a Talton Cup match, you would shirt, sure, there's no point saying it would. It wouldn't be there for a Talton Cup match, no matter who you'd be playing, to be honest. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say there be a fear there. I think it'd be definitely a, an excitement if, if either of the two were to be playing the semi this year.
0: Really interesting to hear your, uh, both of your thoughts on that. Craig, you were saying you think Tyrone are going to go down, but who do you think's Going to join them down in division two for
3: twenty twenty-three. I have very friendly a lot of Monaghan boys in DKT Um I'm gonna get a bit stick for a boy. Just think Dublin are gonna to have too much for them. Um I don't see Dublin going down. So I think Dublin take the victory there. I think Monaghan finish bottom. And then as I said, I think Kildare and Tyrone are gonna finish level on points. But well, Tyrone's score difference is minus twelve and Kildare's is plus one. So I think Tyrone are gonna be caught out.
0: Just on Dublin as well, Craig. Um, like they're improving every game. Still, Conor Callan and Paddy Small to come back, which is a frightening thing. But at, at the start of the league, everyone was saying that Dublin were going back a lot. But like, what's your own views on Dublin now?
3: I actually spoke about it last night. I was doing um a lens uh level one coaching course last night and the topic was it was tactical prowess which is basically um, individual decision making in games and that's the way I see Dublin's issue so far this year that yes they have good players on the pitch yes they have their system that's still there and yes they still are a decent team but the players that they are missing compared to the players that are playing like the decision making like you see Dublin doing stuff they've never done this year which is shooting from from longer angles awkward angles two, three, four, five years ago, like, they'd never done that. They, they were shooting from inside the D or around the the score up. And also having the likes of James McCarthy come back in, having all these players starting to come back in, uh, Conor Callan, these boys, you can be sure, will be making the right decisions on the ball, um, which I think Dublin have been missing. And without doubt, they are going to be still in with the show at the end of the season. And you don't just lose quality like that. Right? They're, going to, they're going to get their players back and they're going to be... Forced to be right now. now. I don't think they're going to win the, the championship, but they're going to be there. There, guys. It
0: is. It is still a bit ahead of the rest of the teams in Leinster. Like I suppose we've seen a bit of progress from Clare. Just give you some like, hope for the championship.
3: Like if I ask you both, like who would you name the top four counties in Ireland at the minute? Who would you go with? Monaghan Dublin.
2: Uh, no, sorry, Monaghan Dublin I haven't taken another match. Kerry Dublin. Mayo
0: Arma. Yeah, really. yeah, probably the same four teams.
2: You know, like you used you go around the
3: country and you, you ask people, them Dublin are still going to be up there.
2: Oh yeah,
0: you of know,
3: and talk about like match experience and know how. Like I wouldn't fancy playing them in the All Ireland semi final. You know, like they, they know what they're at and that they've won what they've won and they have they've natural born leaders and winners in that team and they're just going to get stronger as the season goes.
0: Danny, like as an inside forward, we talked about earlier on, like Killian O'Connor not back yet, but Conor Callan hasn't came back yet. But do you think it's important for Con to get back soon, just get that match sharpness back after coming back from an injury? Yeah, it's a bit
3: like uh, what Danny said earlier on, isn't it? About um, who was he talking with? Killian O'Connor. They don't need the rush back because they're in a good place. It's quite a little bit the opposite to Dublin. Well, I suppose it depends on the mindset in the camp. They probably do need him back and they probably do need them back fairly soon to get a bit of momentum together. Um, but then again, it, it depends on the way they see their season so
2: far in the camp. I don't know what you think, Danny. I just, even from his own point of view, to come, just to get go, to get moving himself, I couldn't imagine coming back into, like, let's say, uh, a Kildare in the first round of a championship without having at least one or two games of a league playing or, some sort of a, a run in just as an inside forward, definitely your, your sharpness would 100 not be as to that level, especially for the likes of the levels that the Dublin's and the Carries are playing at. I couldn't imagine a Con Gallon having the same impact coming straight into uh, a semi final of a Lin- or a final of a Linster maybe against Kildare would having no games under his belt, as opposed to having a couple of games under your belt, and he's he's pouring along nicely and, and confidence coming into a team that might have gathered more confidence at that stage as opposed to him kind of being shoved in there and going oh, yeah, you solved the the problems that have been have been there all along there's a big t- big difference between coming into a team like we'd we'll say that's that's going well and has a, a bit of confidence as opposed to you being the the solution to the problem that's going to fix everything which he he won't be not with not with him, not a, a few a couple of more with him James McCarthy and and a couple of more um, Kieran Kilkenny and a couple of more to come back in with him but um, i think they need him i did. they absolutely need him back because there, there isn't there isn't any more con Callahans basically in in the in the country so it's as if you're and your your and and Costlows and them are excellent top class players but they're not they're not con and and dublin need a con at the moment to try and just change things up a small little bit and bring, and bring a bit of consistency back into their forward play absolutely because like you said i was just looking at the I don't know what game I was saw them playing, and they were just their shot selection was something just just wouldn't ever ever see. I think it was the Armagh game. Just the first half of it It was crazy, crazy stuff. You just wouldn't you wouldn't expect to see it at all from a from a Dublin team, which was very very strange.
0: And Danny, who do you see going down out of Division One?
2: i think the same as uh, as Craig. I think this Monhen are, are unfortunately just going to come up against a, a stronger Dublin team. And and Tyrone are going to have it up against them, um, absolutely. And Kerry, I don't, I don't think they're going to get anything handy from them. So I think it could be the two of those in, in trouble this weekend.
0: Yeah, no, that's going to be um, interesting, be interesting this as
3: well. Like if what we're, we're taking for granted that Donegal maybe get points off Armagh, you know what I mean? If Done Don Donegal don't get points off Armagh, they stay in five as well. So there's three teams in five. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Is it is what's it, the score
2: it's difference the score between um, Donegal and Tyrone? Are they close?
3: Uh,
0: yeah. minus nine and minus twelve. Mm. Yeah. But the way Johnny God are playing at the minute, like they look really like a team that are out of ideas. Um they're holding the ball. Like, but I suppose the big thing there, Craig, is like Irma have to go and play them in Letter Kenny at the top of um Duny-God.
3: Yeah, it's, it's just you've heard it said so many times before, like you probably a comparison could be Anfield on, on a European night, like it's just it's a really difficult place to go. Um I wouldn't fancy being the Armagh boys, but look, they'll back themselves. Armagh will not shy away from it. They're looking to, to go up and play the league final too. Um I just think there's going to be more fight in Donegal because they don't want to be dragged into that relegation battle.
0: Yeah, no. Division one's so interesting overall. Like when you look at it, but just on an issue um, this weekend, like I've seen, Danny. Like you look, so many permutations um, across the league. Like if you look from Division one to three, Division one, all the games one forty five on Sunday. Division two, all the games at Sunday two, and same with. Division three all of Sunday too. Like like surely we could have balanced the games out a bit better here, like because people are going to have their eyes on so many games, but like it's only the one football game and uh, being broadcasted on Sunday, which is Dublin money.
2: Absolutely it's very disappointing. Um I don't think there was any reason why they, they couldn't play the full a full division on maybe the Saturday evening there, like Saturday night, if they, there should have been any reason for that. Um the GA go for me is an awful loss. <laughs> uh, the game has been... Uh, I was praying that they were going to do the same for it this year and, and for p- people that couldn't get to the matches, they were going to allow the GA go go ahead again. So that, that was an awful loss for me over here. Um, I've been only catching up with the, the Limerick games the following day, um, just from a, a stream. But, um, yeah, no, absolutely very disappointing that they couldn't have just gone with different times or, or, or definitely one division even on the Saturday for, for the last round of games. When there, sh- there shouldn't be any need for the, the, all those games to be on at the same time, which was yeah, absolutely a Maybe bit of a...
1: half of the
3: Division 4 games, or three quarters of the Division 4 games were on Saturday and then there's only
0: more than yeah. Sunday, which could end up being a dead rubber. Yeah. yeah, like that's... And it's Leitrim, Sligo, they're neighbours, so I can't see an issue why that shouldn't be on the Saturday. Yeah, is,
3: that, is that the case again of... of um, Colton Cup versus Sam Maguire or the Trench versus Sigurdsson, I don't know, Like I don't know what your opinion is of that. To me, looking at it, with an un- uneducated opinion on it, I'm going, well, maybe they're just playing it to get it out of the way, I don't know. I don't know whether the GA have come out and said anything about it, I don't know, I haven't seen anything.
2: I didn't see it, just stood out to me as well, yeah, that, that game is just, I couldn't imagine the, the Sligo boys are, both of them are still in contention, why they didn't just play that at the same time. The, the option down.
3: maybe to play on the, on the Saturday, even same as anything else. It's maybe. very odd that's going ahead the way it is, but I don't know. Uh, obviously,
0: you could move to London game, I presume, with flights and everything were organised. But then Lech and Seagoe right beside each other is um, another strange one. But mm-hmm. Ga go as well. Like there's L- last year particularly. Danny, like, during the two lockdowns, like, it was fantastic. Every game being streamed. Yeah. Respect across all divisions and... Absolutely unbelievable. I just even
2: know from my own, like, the, the parents' point of view, from watching our games last church, they couldn't get to the games, they couldn't get to, like, the joy that the, they were able to get by watching them. Um, Like, for the likes of... Uh, I don't know what it costs. Maybe it costs the G. I don't know what it costs them. Maybe it's a, a big money... Loss for them, but I don't know why they couldn't have fired it on for a selection of the games. Even when you're looking at the the likes of like Derry and Derry and Mead, Ross Common. I don't know what is, is there any games in Division Two televised this weekend? No,
0: no, no games.
2: No, no reason. Like the, the amount of people that from outside would I would even like pay for the likes of a, um, a Ross Common and Galway game myself over here. I'm sure that it would be a good number of people that would pay for the likes of those games outside that it would pay for them to actually set that up for even for one game only like that when there's when there's so much at stake. But look, that's GA would would, would when you think you're you're onto a winner they, they, they cut the they pulled the rug off Mundia.
0: Yeah, no. I'm just saying that better now. Um, looking at two because I really want to place a big emphasis on three in this podcast because I think it's absolutely fascinating what's happened there and um, this weekend but Craig, uh, Galway playing Ross Common. Um, Galway are officially already promoted. They're in the league final. Ross Common or Derry join them. Ross Common played Galway. How do you know Galway go strong again and keep this winning and run going because they're unbeaten between FBD and Connor Championship, or do they mix a fifteen and like? Derry obviously you you'd expect them to beat me, but then you're just thinking what kind of side air goal are you gonna put out this weekend?
3: Uh, it's like I think Comer got injured last weekend, did he? And Walsh yeah, did
0: play.
3: Obviously. Yeah. You know, like so they're two huge influential players. Roscommon are a serious outfit. It's in Ross Common. There's not to me, there's not a whole pile between the two teams. And if you take them two players out of it, Galway already up, Roscommon fighting for it. I, I think I think Ross Common will beat them in that game. Um it's hard to know like even Derry going to Mead. You know like Mead are of the are after women two in the trot now, aren't they? Yeah, they've really taken the hold. Mead take huge pride in playing in, in Park Um I know Derry are a serious outfit. I think did they lose last weekend, Derry?
0: Yeah, they lost to go at four eleven
3: to twelve. I don't know, I can see a draw match in that game. Um, I think it's going to be Galway or Roscommon. I think Roscommon will take the points anyway from Galway. And it's a very tough task for Derry in them circumstances to come true and out on top. they kind of relying on Galway to do the business and then they have to do the business away to Mead. Um, Mead's probably would have been hurt the way their season started. Um, so they're, they're fighting back now. So this is no easy task for Derry, but I, I just think that the two of teams will go up in, in Division 2.
0: On that Galway, um I suppose scenario they're going to have this weekend. Like, is it hard as a player, Danny, when you're in that kind of situation where they know they have the final coming, but like at the same time, they want to keep this feel-good factor going. There's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of hype about Galway this week, particularly in the media.
2: Yeah, um, like even definitely as a forward, if you're in that Galway team and you're you're flying it as a forward there's no way you want your manager saying we're going to give you a rest this weekend or we're going to do this and that from from my point of view anyway you want to you want to go and you want to you want to beat ross common you want to go into uh, the crow park and in the following week and show the same thing again when you're on that sort of run of form you, and it, it might be the, the manager obviously is thinking of the team himself but definitely as a, as a group of players i wouldn't imagine there's any of them that want to be stepping aside on on sunday and or, or want to give ross common anything handy but um, definitely, if I know Walsh didn't play the last day, but you take those two lads out of that Galway forward line, I think they're going. To, I think Ross Common are going to beat them on, on Sunday. Like the High Park, it's such a hard place to, to go. Probably a gale force breeze blowing one of the halves. Um, Ross Commoner is the team. I don't know. They, I've always kind of doubted them. For lots of games, I don't know why they're just a team that I've kind of never had full faith in, but they've always seemed to pull through in games, and they just keep coming back year after year when they seem to be kind of dead and buried maybe at times, and they, they still keep coming back like they're 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 a really seasoned out for this stage. I've kind of always considered them maybe a team that are juggling between Division Two and Division Three, but they're really solid there now and looking to go the opposite direction now and should sure they've been. They've been the they've been at the other side of it as well in division one. So I think I think Ross Common, I think Derry will beat Mead. Um, but I think Ross Common are going to beat are going to be going to be Galway. So the two kind of teams as well for me.
0: And Danny, like um as a corner forward, Connor Cox looks really sharp this year from the games they've seen. It's 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 huge for, him, for Roscommon Common if they want to be competing again to maybe get Connor Cox back to his level of two or three years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's just a really streaky sort of a player. Um form is it seems to be very, very important to to Connor Cox. I, I know him his club would be close enough to our club at home. Um, we'd play each other a lot. So yeah, definitely very, very streaky forward. If you can get him kind of into the, the, the year they won the kind of final, he was shooting the outside of the boot from the from the line. I think line. sort of that sort of streak of form, he's he's very, very hard to stop of a day, but can be very quiet in other days when, when things aren't going his way as well. So, yeah, if you can get a Connor Cox and oh. your Dony Smiths and that the lad that's playing, is it Cahill Keenaham, I'm going to say, the fellow that was yeah. playing with UIG, yeah, looks a good talent. If you can get kind of those and in the Smith running deep from midfield, I think Galway could struggle to kind of contain that sort of a forward line because they haven't really come up against that that sort of levels yet in, in the division. So, I think Roscommon could be on for a win.
0: Another um, massive game uh, in two is Cork and Offaly. Um, Clare looks safe, really, bearing um, a freak of a result. result. Um, but, like, this is huge. Like, we talk about Talton Cup, Offaly progressing, Craig. Cork, people don't know how, how, how they've came here, but... The loser of this is going to be playing Talton because they're not they're not going to win the provincial titles. No, no.
3: I think what would be wrong in saying that a draw suits Cork.
0: Draw suits Cork. Offaly have to win still.
3: And I've I've played down in Offaly and Holamore a few times. That's another venue that Offaly take huge pride in. You know, and as we said, we just don't know what Cork is going to offer. We we really don't know. I think we played Cork. It was last year, the year before, down in Parky Cueve. and Jesus, they they came across like um, world beaters. They just they were enormous men running at high speed, working off high skill, you know. And I remember the day thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, I am I am at sea here with some of these boys. like I think they might score three or four goals on. Us. You know, so did, these boys are capable of putting on performances. And for some reason, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They just can't do it consistently. Um. I know as I said, Cork probably are draw suits them. They don't want to win, but I'm gonna go with the home advantage now. I think Offley might sneak something down there. and uh, put Cork in trouble and down into the Palcon Cup in Division Three.
0: Craig, like is it hard? Are Offly in a tough situation? Like when they look at all those under twenties, we have seen a couple of them integrated, but then we've seen, particularly in the forward line, Jack Branton. And- Cormac Egan have maybe struggled to break on. Like, is there a lot of development for them players to do until they can cement a spot?
3: Yeah, okay. so I think we've all seen examples in the GA over the years where successful underage team doesn't quite make it through and become a successful adult level team. And um, so there is a huge work and, and the pathway there and Offaly I presume is good that they're, they're going to bring these lads through, but. And Loud, I suppose, that team Loud have now at the minute is full of really, really young lads. And was it last year or the year before? One of the, one of the years, anyway. It was just a year too soon for these boys. You know, well, you're starting to see the quality of, we'll say, Sam and, and Owen Callahan and Liam Jackson and Dan Corcoran now, because they're now 23, 24, 25 years of age. You know, but when they come through into the panel at 19, 20, 21, they were getting a lot of first-team games. But we weren't nearly too reliant on these boys at such a young age. And eventually we were down to division four because of it. Now we're obviously rising because they're at the right age and they're learning their trade. But relying on, on 19, 20 year olds, um, four or five of them in the team to do the business is is a dangerous game.
0: And like Danny, when you started your career, Cork were obviously a force in Munster, but um what's going on now like with them?
2: It's really, really hard to hard to know. Um like the the fear factor of Cork for the last maybe five or six years is gone from from teams in Munster that would have always considered Cork Cork and Kerry as the the ones that you would never beat. But there that that Cork that that myth that that fear is has, has gone like like you, you see, Clare regularly beating them in the league. Um, Tipperary obviously beating them in the in the championship. Like last year, they beat us in the championship. But we like going into the match, we firmly believed we we were going to beat them on the day. So like that sort of fear factor of Cork football is gone, which is <coughs> is very strange. Um, like the talent is there, uh, the talent is there, no doubt. But they just can't seem to put it together. It's it's it looks to be a bit of a. It looks a bit of a shambles to be honest. They don't seem to have any vision of what they're what they're about. Like, I know that the, the new man in was kind of odd. Oh, this this vision of Cork football, but I, I don't see any real change there this year anyway. Maybe he has a long term plan of where that's going. He he, he made a very strange comment earlier on in the year, like this. He, he compared like to Derry and how they had gone down to Division Four, and this was after maybe like two game two losses in the first two. I, I can't see Cork going down to division three being a good a good thing for Cork football in any way, shape or form. Um they need to be playing at Division Three and, 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 and Division Two and, and higher. Like they don't need to be playing in Division Three against I won't you know, go name and team, but that that's that's not going to be any good for, for them in the long run and trying to improve Cork football, especially when they're losing. You see like Mark Keane gone to to the hurlers. He was training with the Cork footballers earlier on before he went back like Played in a Munster final, they're going to lose that sort of talent when there is so many dual clubs in Cork and the amount of clubs that are there playing Division Three football isn't going to be um, very appealing to to them. So, what the, what the problem is, I, I have no idea because the talent is there. You can see, like, like like Craig said, they they just have that talent. They showed it against us even in the championship last year. They absolutely steamrolled us, and, and we we never got near them. But went out in, in the following game and there were no match for for Kerry. And and that, look, that's not. That's not any um shame in that. But this year again, like just not being able to put performances together at all or any kind of pattern of play. You can't really make out anything that's going on with their style of play at the moment, which is which is a shame. Like Cork football is, is a very proud footballing county, but it's it's in a bad place at the moment. And like Tullamore, O'Connor Park is a really, really tough place to go. Um they're they're a very proud and County of, uh, in their football, awfully seem to be on the way up. I know it's been a tough baptism for them there in Division Two, but in general, awfully football seems to be going the opposite way to Cork. And
0: is this a huge opportunity? Fair awfully when you look, Sean Powder and Sean Meehan are injured. Billy Hennessy left mm-hmm. the court panel.
2: Daniel O'Mahony, the other lad was playing full, forward, full back from last year. Amen. Like, like that. that's they're, they're not good omens in any way, shape or form for, for Cork football to be losing young lads like that that were winning All-Ireland finals and competing in All-Ireland underage, which is, yeah, that's not a good sign.
0: Yeah, like, and as well, you take Merrick Collins and the Whites who haven't committed this year as well, like they're... Yeah, Mike Hurley. Yeah, they're, they're really... Yeah, they're,
2: it's, 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 uh, it's not a good time. For the
0: the boys in Cork. And like, before we get on to three as well, like for for Offaly, it's it's vital as well, Craig, to try and stay up here because it's not good for the development of this team trying to build a young team, and you're yo-yoing up and down. Like if it, it like this, this is probably nearly Offaly's biggest game of the year that they could face.
3: Yeah, yeah, like. You need to be playing the highest level football you possibly can. Um division three and division four is doggy is, is dog. It's, it's a horrible place to be. And just because you have the best team in them divisions doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get out of them divisions. It's like the championship there and, and and the Premier League. Um them boys need to be playing top level opponents and top pitches under the big lights. That's where that's where we're gonna be that's where everybody I suppose wants to play football. So if I am an athlete, if I'm an athlete there, i I'm, I need to stay in division two. I cannot be going back down to
0: Division 3. This brings us to um, Division 3. Uh, I'm sure you're both um, very excited for your counties uh, this weekend. Um, all games up for grabs really in this division. Three teams looking to avoid relegation um, and five teams still in the hunt um, for promotion. Craig, we talked earlier on about the influence of Mickey Hurt and Gavin Deblin. Your own clubman, uh, Sam O'Reilly, has probably been the story of this league. He obviously had huge talent, but has this management team really brought him on to a new level, do you feel?
3: Um that's a tough question because in my opinion, I think he was heading that direction anyway, Regarding who come in. You know what I mean? He's the he's the type of mindset that, and um, he was going where he wanted to go, and he was, he was dragging everyone along with him. And um, yes, the management one hundred percent have helped in in the in the type of type of football they play. Um, same way in my opinion, Colin Ching really flourished when Mickey Hart was there. He he was the he he was the man in the attack. He was the go-to man, and he was scoring all the time. The same way Sam is now for us. Um. Sam's range of scoring, and the type of scores he gets is, is, is it's just incredible. You know his confidence is high. he knows what he's about. You know he knows his game, he sticks to his game plan, and so far, there's not been too many.
0: He's been able to take him off his game. And uh, like this has the, is this leadership like has the captain role helped him?
3: do you think? I was worried initially when he got it. Um and I was worried he got the, the club captaincy at the same time and I was initially worried thinking that he basically didn't need it. Do you know what I mean? He, he was he plays the way he plays, um he's a young man, he's still studying, he's still learning the game too. And I was thinking to myself, like, is it necessary to give added pressure to this man who's coming through? Like there's, there's plenty of other guys that could have given it in a year or two as a captain to just wait for him to come along, but it seemed to be the making of him. And as I said, that's that's the mindset he is. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing that really phases him. He, j- he just goes about his business and um, it's the kind of best of luck trying to stop me attitude. I'm going to the top and basically to the loud team, are coming with me and to be fair, every man that's involved in that team are putting the shoulder to the wheel of training. like the Wild animals, do you know what I mean? They are, they are, all going up together, and everyone is offering something, bringing something to the table, and nobody is um, shrugging any challenge. Because let's call a spade a spade. After the first two league games this year, there was a lot of loud people scratching their heads, going, "Uh oh, down to Division Four we go," you know. And then all of a sudden, a last minute, um, when our farm San below Longford, longford just ignited it all, and, and away off they went, and they're doing it, missing a lot of so-called regular starters for a you know, they are doing it with a lot of a lot of inexperience. They're doing it with a lot of um, young players coming in. And you know what? You don't get to the top of, of a National League, National Football League um, division and um, way of food. you get there in So all credit
0: to them. Does that help as well, like for the rest of the loud players when everyone's kind of talking about it, Sam like like do you know, like the, the rest of the players are coming under the radar, really from a media perspective?
3: Uh I don't know, Danny. I think it probably comes down to the personality of the players. Do you know what I mean? Some lads might want that limelight often. Some lads are happy to go under the radar. Do you know? So I think that kind of thing maybe comes down to the personality of the player.
0: Danny, your own county, um, like it was a great year last year for you, but on the cusp now of getting promoted, obviously they get the result. Against Fermanagh at the weekend, and they will be in Division Two. Like this could be massive for Limerick football.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a big big game. Um, I don't know what year it was. It's a long long time since since Limerick were playing in Division Two. Um, it's, I know Billy has been after after the game, sitting out that, would say they were safe and that was what they were aiming for all year. know he, he that's the way he talks. To the group, but I know for a fact like the players would have set out to get promoted out of that division this year, especially the way last year went and how competitive they were. Like we lost to to Derry, who were who were a step ahead of everyone in the division last year, which they went on and kind of proved and they beaten an awfully well in the final and going on and having a good unlucky not to beat Donegal. So they definitely would have not feared any of the teams in that division this year, especially when they had four four home games, which was big. Um but out of those three that they've played, they've actually lost two of them. So that's that's a, it's a strange one. Their two best, probably, performances have come away from home above an, uh, an Antrim, which is a very hard place to go. And, and last weekend, digging it out against Leash. So they're on the crest of a wave at the moment. They kind of need to, to take it, take the bull by the horns. I suppose last year we were kind of going into the Derry game hoping... To kind of beat Derry. Um, I think this year they're going to go into that for game. Just dead set on just getting the job done and getting over the line. Them sort of chances don't come around every year. We were very lucky last year with the kind of a condensed league that we only played a couple of games and we ended up getting a good run and getting games that we were that were very winnable this year. Having to go to places like Antrim and Leash up to Ockram and having tough games at home at Lout, like Lout did a number on them in, in Limerick that they they played. They need to kind of take the bull by the horns now on Sunday and go and win the match. Um, for Manor, obviously will be a bit aggrieved of what went on last weekend, but I, I, th- I still think Limerick will have enough to, to beat him this weekend and doesn't matter then what happens elsewhere in other games. They just need to go in and do their business themselves. Like, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a massive it'll be a massive boost for for Limerick football, especially the way the hurling has gone at the moment. You would imagine that the football would be kind of taking a a second, like a back, a further back seat than what it was. But it's actually had the kind of opposite effect. It seems to have kind of dragged everything. The county is kind of on a buzz, and everything's been dragged along together. Like Danny said there, when he like the stories he was talking about down football. We've lived we've lived through those. I don't know, like Billy Lee came out, the manager came out after a championship match maybe, I don't know, maybe six years ago and absolutely slated the county board over not being able to, we we never register one of the players properly up to Croke Park and we actually only ended up having 25 players togged out instead of 26 on the day of a championship match because someone made a made a mess up. Someone who's getting paid full-time, as their full-time job to do those things like so. They're, thankfully, that's them sort of things aren't being an issue, haven't been an issue in, in in a couple of years, and and they're showing the results of that are being shown on the pitch as well, which you can see from even out, and you can hear how, how things are being done up there with Mickey, and, and you can see how Craig is portraying what's going on up there. That's 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 similar to what's been happening and, and slowly turning in Limerick football in the last couple of years, and they're they're, they're proving the results on the pitch.
0: Billy Lee's been there for a while now, and he's been there through the tough times, the hard times, and obviously you lost yourself this year. But Josh Ryan is back, a major boost. Ian Corbett's still unbelievable um, at centre back. But like, what does Billy bring? His his man management skills are are top class. Um,
2: he just he can really drag a group together, like that. It was well publicised there in the media that he rang, I don't know, something like 50 players or 40 or 50 players won his second year involved and most of them did not even answer the phone or reply to a message to him. So he's seen a lot of tough times and I suppose the, the boys, that have most of the lads that are there have seen those tough times as well. There's been a lot of tough days inside. Championship matches against Clare hammered, Mayo hammered. So he's always talked about the character of the bunch and I suppose... He has kind of epitomised that just sticking there, through, through thick and thin. And I think the boys are kind of really, really in it with him. It's kind of been a real team effort. He's not. He's kind of one of the one of the crew as well that's been kind of a soldier since day one. And he's just brought he's brought in Morris Horn this year, um, which is a, has been a massive asset to him. His he, his top class. He was Morris was the manager the first year I was called in, and he's back in as coach now. He's he's a lot of experienced coach and he's. James Horne's first cousin, he was doing a lot of work with with, with Mayo as well when, when James was involved the first time. So he's he's a he's a real asset to them coaching wise. And Billy just kind of keeps the whole thing together with the he's the glue that keeps the whole lot, the whole show going after that.
0: From your own perspective, lads, uh I'll come to you first, Craig. Like both of you obviously not involved with your counties this year, but your first year of retirement and Craig, and you see loud on the, on the cusp, like, is it hard to watch in one sense, or was it just the right time for you to hang off the boots?
3: Yeah, I just, I'd be I'd be telling you lie if I didn't want to be on the pitch, you know, every football wants to be on the pitch playing games, and there's a lot of people who would have said it to me in the last number of weeks, um, oh, do you miss it? Now, obviously the start of the league, they're saying, oh, do you miss it? And you're saying, no, of course I don't miss it, they're not winning. Now that the win and walking out of, of RD the last day after the ancient game and you're getting kind of the smug, are you missing it? You know, I bet you're missing it now. Um, but I'll always answer the same. Of course, I, I'd always want to play. I know, I'd never not want to play a game for life. Um, but what a lot of people don't understand is they see they see the, the performance in the weekend, but there's there's five other nights, six other nights that are involved with that. There's a lot of 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 heartache involved, but there's a lot of stress. Um. There's a lot of second guessing is the manager going to pick me is he not sort of rushing around the trade and keeping your body right and so in that sense i don't miss all that effort that goes into it mm-hmm. but of course yeah like going well of course you want to be involved but like, if, you, if i make the same decision again i just uh, i couldn't put myself through all that again you know coming home in bad form after losses or being dropped so i don't know with my my parents in regards my mother said to me last year I got dropped after um I got drop for the first league game last year under Mickey and uh my mother said to me, You're getting older. It's a young man's game, it's about time you hung up the boots. You know what I mean? Talk about support, you know, you're getting <laughs> home. Um so that was kinda of nestled in my head. So I, I don't miss torturing myself in that sense, wondering, is it time to finish? Am I gonna get on? All these sort of stuff. But yeah, of course I I, I I'd love to be put my boots on there and I'm playing a game for them. Time comes for everybody.
0: And Danny, like it's it's traveling's probably always on your mind um, as an inter footballer. footballer. Was 2022 always going to be the year where you just said you were going to go for it?
2: Yeah, I had um, I had told Billy prior to even i said to start of last year that I was going to be I wasn't going to be playing this year. Um, yeah, just you can't you can't be putting these things on hold forever. I put it on hold for a couple of years, um, and you're kind of wondering, is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year we'll we'll do something? And, and like last year was a great year, and we, we got promoted the year before out of Division Four. They're great, but look, you 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 make these decisions, you have to go with them. And I'm, I'm happy enough with the decision I made. Obviously, I'll be missing it. They're going well, but look, they're like Craig said, it's not all it's not all rosy, <laughs> like it looks like when they walk off the field and a. On, a, on last Saturday night above no more park. I know the 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 troubles and the hardship that they've gone through for the last couple of months. So yeah obviously you miss it and uh, definitely when they're going well it makes it a lot tougher. But um no when you get something when I when I had decided I was going, I'm happy enough to stick with my decision and I'm happy over here at the moment anyway. Is it hard looking
0: on at the results?
2: Yeah it is it is tough. Um but You'll be always just willing the boys well. Um I w- I was hoping I'd never be that fella to be kinda of hoping that oh they wouldn't they wouldn't do well because you're because you're not and you're <laughs> you think you're better than you are. But obviously that's not the case. They're doing they're doing excellently well. Um life goes on without us all. Uh we like to think it wouldn't, but it, it will go on without us all. And uh football is the very same. But like the football community in, in Limerick is is very small. Like my parents would be We'll be still going to all the matches. They they love going to see Limerick football, and, and the community is so small that everyone kind of wants everyone to do well, which is is the same. In like there won't be a massive crowd in in Gaelic Rhone, in The Gaelic Grounds looking at, for for Limerick and for Amanda, even though it's it's a it's a big game for Limerick football. It'll be just the, the core Limerick football fans that'll be there, which is all we we kind of we we kind of need. So um, no, it's it's hard to watch on, but we'll, we'll be all willing the boys well on, on on Sunday.
0: Do you expect them to get the result?
2: I do, yeah, I, I do. Um I think it, w- it would have been a different kettle of fish if uh if, if had um had had won that the last day, they'd be still in. I don't they've they can't go down either, can they? No. Fermena have no. Okay. For really well unless things go badly wrong. Um so no, I think I think they'll get the win. I think I think the I think Louth, I think Lout and Limerick are the two to go up.
0: Hopefully. Do you expect loud to get the result as well, Craig?
2: Yeah, I do, yeah. Um Ockram, is is it it's on an Ockram, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough place to go, but I I, I just the way Wicklow are going, I, I don't see Louton not winning that match.
0: And do you expect them for your own county to get promoted? Uh Craig.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I do. Um and a bit of a think about it today. Uh, I'm gonna to throw a spanner in the works here, which is not too unfamiliar for me. Um I oh, have a funny feeling Westmead are gonna go up. A funny, funny feeling. I think Antrim are after getting the wind knocked out of their sails a wee bit last weekend and in the manner of defeat they had. Um I thought they fouled a lot playing against Larry to give a flick, you know, like to give Sam an awful lot of freeze to kick. Um, Jesus, whatever you do, you know you don't do that against Westmead with John Hessel man. I think John Vesson's going to have a huge, huge say in the game. And I just have a funny feeling that Westmead, they're after they're after winning last weekend. Their game was on a Saturday night, so they have an extra night um, to prepare for this, next extra night's rest. I think they're going to beat Antrim. And from Hannah, our sticky team, they are a really sticky outfit. And I think the
2: Limerick lose two of the last three games, The last two,
3: their last three, yeah. Yeah, I just have a funny feeling from Man, it might take something from Limerick and could end up being loud in Westmead.
0: Just on on, um, the relegation front, uh, so Wicklow, if they lose to Loud, um, and they look mathematically relegated anyway, so it comes down to that game between Leash and Longford, um, Danny. How do you know how Leash are here and Longford are a team that always managed to just stay up in division three?
2: Yeah, this this is going to be a tough one for Leash. Uh, I think. Um Longford. Like Leash, if they'd have won, they'd have been kind of looking at promotion last week. It just shows how tight the, the whole thing was. And sure they were they were still in it. They were up with three minutes to go, I think, against Limerick the last day. So It just shows how tight the, the whole lot is. Um Longford just know how to get results. Um, Leash, is, there, there seem to be a lot of new bodies in that Leash team. It's just you'd be wondering whether they'd have the kind of seasoned campaigners to get over a match like that because I know Longford will definitely patten down the hatches and try and, and try and grind out that one. But saying that now, I haven't seen a whole pile of either of the two teams, so I don't know what how way they're going to be coming into that, to that game. Maybe, Craig, you might have a better insight on that.
0: Yeah,
3: I just I think Leash will have to come down from Division 2. Um Longford are solid. They're kind of probably similar to Loud and Westmead and most of the teams in division, they're probably a good division three team. But for some reason this year it just hasn't clicked for them. Um I just think maybe Leisha Home Leisha Home just might have a little bit too much for them. I think it'll stay as it is with Wicklow and Longford of them
0: Just then on a division four finish up, lads. Um Kevin Luck ultimately promoted um if Tipperary do lose to London, um that'll bring Sligo and Leitrim back into it. But
2: can't see it happening.
0: Yeah, you'd expect Tipperary really to jump back up.
2: Yeah, I'd say the two, the two that are at the top, it's there, nailed on in my opinion to go up. I can't see Tip slipping up against London.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with any of that either. No. Strong. You yeah,
2: know. Um...
0: It will be fascinating to see um, who goes up and who goes down um, across the various divisions over the weekend. Um, that's all we have time for on the show today. Um, we managed to get it all in uh, with, with so much on uh, the agenda across all the four divisions. But a big thanks to our guests today, uh, Craig and Danny Neville. Uh, fortunately we lost Danny Hughes there uh, through the podcast. But, uh, lads, thanks many for your time.
3: Yeah.